0: What is up, Devil fans? Welcome to the Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch, and I have the pickle in the building. Pickle, what's going on? What's going on? What's happening, dude? I really miss hockey season. I know. Um, It feels like the offseason is that much
1: longer when the Devils are actually good yeah yeah you don't do it's the draft i think you know every year we were really looking forward to the draft because we were way up in the pick and you know now all of a sudden we're good you know our our farm club everybody we have a lot of depth and you know the draft was nothing this year i know um
0: it it sounds like the kid that they got uh Hemanaho actually looked pretty good in the development camp. He seems to be like one of these really smart players who maybe maybe in previous years the Devils were drafting to get people out of their seats and looking for a really exciting high-end talent and I think now that the roster's a little more full we have the ability to maybe go after people to where we don't need to try to hit a home run with them. We just want people that are going to be steady potential NHL players. So like, it sounds like, um, he's just a guy who's going to play the game the right way, be hard to play against is good along the boards, you know, could potentially be maybe like a third liner or something like that. But it looks, it sounds like according to development camp that he looked pretty good. Um, you know, one of the guys that they brought up was uh, Seamus Casey and um, it sounds like he had a pretty good camp as well. He's obviously a really good skater and whatnot um, and he's going to be really good to have. He reminds me of like Sam Gerard prior to Sam Girard falling off, but he, that's like his game kind of reminds me of that. But what I worry about with him is can can Casey play like everyday defense? You know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, Ty Smith was able to jump into the play and he could play offense, but when the puck would go into the corner he'd have the puck behind his net and he had somebody barreling down on him, he was like a turnover machine. So you wonder if Casey can do the simple things. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: yeah. He's, um, you know, he had a real good first year in Michigan and um, he was a standout there. Um you know, but everything they talk about, like you're saying is his offense. You know they talk a lot about his offense. You don't hear much about his defense a
0: lot A lot of those guys, like especially guys that are a little bit undersized is they like to play defense and i I know the feeling like you like to play defense because the game is in front of you, but when the game isn't in front of you and they dump it and they dump it in on you and then they come barreling down on you, it's a whole different part of the game that you know. And, like, that's one of the things that we, I wonder what's going to happen with Nemitz is, and Luke Hughes is, and we'll get into this, but is how they're going to play in their own end. I'm not worried about Luke Hughes and Nemitz playing offense well. I'm worried about,
1: are they able to defend? You know what I mean? So, right, right. They're bigger guys. So, you know, I think they're going to be, I think that's where, where Casey, you know, may, may not, you know, where he may fall behind because he's not as big of a guy. So, you know them, dump and chase. You know coming, at, coming at him from behind. I'm wondering how easily he'll be pushed off the puck.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I, I, I do. I think size is a big deal, but I also feel like it, it's, it's about like your headspace and like how the the decision making process when you have very limited time. People are going to be on him quicker than ever, and obviously they've never played against. Grown men that are as strong as they are. I mean, Nemitz played professionally, but for the most part, these are going to be the biggest, strongest guys they've ever played against. It's about how, you know, what kind of decisions do they make with the puck when they're kind of hemmed in their own end and they're trying, they can't get the puck out of the zone and they finally get like a second. Like, what are they doing? Are they. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with firing it off the glass and getting it out, but like, do they have the patience to make a good outlet pass or or to make smart plays with the puck? So that's all stuff that basically young defensemen deal with, regardless of who you are, what caliber defenseman you are, this what size you are. I think it's like
1: one of the harder positions to come into the league and play. But I think one of the biggest one of the biggest differences with those two guys though, with Nemitz and and Luke Hughes is I think both of them have a lot of confidence. I think they're both, especially, you know, didn't see that much uh, a Nemitz because, you know, but I think that, I think that they both have like really, really high confidence in themselves. You know, Lindy said that, you know, Simone, uh, he plays uh, defense in a rocking chair and you see the confidence that, that Luke had in the playoffs. I think that's going to I think that's going to help them. I think yeah. that's going to help them get through their their rookie season. Um, you know, one of the things is they've
0: they've both played and been probably the best player on the ice everywhere they've ever played to where what does their confidence look like after they kind of get shook a little bit? And like you saw Luke Hughes kind of was able to shake it off um after having a not so hot game versus Carolina in the playoffs and he was able to come back and he looked really good in, in, uh, the game that they were eliminated in, but you wonder what's going to happen if to where, and it's going to happen at some point. And it's, it's like, I'm not judging these kids at all. I think they have a very, they're the future of the team. I just think like what happens when they lose their confidence for a bit, are they able to get back on track quickly? That that's one of the, that's one of my concerns and questions moving into 2023, 24 is, what is our back end going to look like? And, and one of the things that we're going to talk about and we'll go over in this episode was we're going to do a couple of things. We're going to do five most important devils going into the 23, 24 season. That doesn't necessarily mean who's the most important guy on the team. It means like, who are you going to be looking at going into next season? That you th- you think is going to make a big impact on the team overall, or you need to step up, or you're curious to see what happens with them. So we're going to go over five players. You're going to pick five. I'm going to pick five, and we'll explain why. We'll pick. We'll do a couple bold predictions for next year, and then we'll go over what the opening night lineup looks like to you and to me, and we'll try to figure out where we think they're going to go. Even though we know damn well that Lindy Ruff is going to change the lines up every other game. So
1: oh, absolutely.
0: Um, so my let's favorite part about Lindy, you know, what is weird is like, I've wondered to myself, is this going to be something that if the devils are incredibly successful this year, the way that they were last year, and I don't see why they wouldn't be, but is this something that you think might catch on amongst other coaches in the league to where they don't necessarily have set lines moving forward and not everybody, but Do you think you'll see more of this from coaches where pretty much everybody on the team can learn to play with one another, especially in the top six or top nine? I think the fourth line was pretty much the fourth line for the majority of the season. We knew who our fourth line players were. But are you going to see other coaches you think where they're going to have, you know, their superstar player and and Jesper Brat, you know, Jack Hughes and Jesper Brat played together for 10 games. And then, you know, Timo Meyer played with them. And they basically. They gelled everybody together at one point to – you went into the playoffs. You didn't even know what our – you literally didn't know what our lines were going to look like going into the playoffs. And it kind of works because everyone has played with one another at some point. Do you you think you're going to see that moving forward, or do you think that that's just kind of a Lindy Ruff thing?
1: I think it's a Lindy Ruff thing. I'm not a big fan of it. I think if you want to create chemistry, I think the guy's got to really – you know if you're playing with somebody, you know, after 20 games, you, you really know what that guy's thinking, where he's going to be. Um, I like, I kind of like set lines. I'm not saying that if a guy's having a bad night, you don't double shift somebody or you don't move somebody up or somebody down, but that every, you know, every period people moving around, not a big fan. Really he he
0: like did that. change. He he did leave lines together when they were when they played well together. So there was a while where Tatar, Heisher, and Mercer played. That was a set line for a long time. And and you know, Brat played with Hughes for a while,
1: um, right? So and I mean, then, and then moved them, and then just moved them around. It's like a you know the old saying: "If it isn't broke, don't fix it." But they were and broke. I, I think they were broke when they fixed it. Like I think like what I'm my point
0: is, I think he lets them play until do you know how like they move, you know how they move coaches like every like three years because they say that they're like their, um, their message gets stale. I right. think that might be like a case with some of the lines too. You all right. It could be. Yeah.
1: Now I'm throwing stuff at the dog cause I'm watching them eat my rug. Okay. Um, So we'll go over, uh,
0: let's go into who do you think is going to be an important piece to this team and why do you think they're going to be an important piece? We'll go, we'll go one for one through this if you want. Um, and this is in no particular order, but, um, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Who do you got as number one or who's one of your guys that you're going to be looking at that you think is going to make an impact this year or you need,
1: you know, the devils need to play well or whatever. OK, well, I would say I would say our newest edition, or one of our newest editions, uh, Tyler, I think he is going to be uh, Tyler Toffoli is going to be uh, the biggest pickup for us because of our power play. We have been, you know, we haven't had a power play. I mean, our power play has been tough for for a long time. And now we have somebody that's that, you know, he's got the shot. He's got the shot. He's he's a goal scorer. I think we have plenty of playmakers. I think he's going to be a very big, I think he's going to be a big part of our success this year.
0: Yeah, I love fully I think he is going to make a big difference on our power play. Um, you know, you're gonna have Travis Green that's gonna be drawing up a new power play for you now that Andrew Burnett's out of the situation, yep. which I I don't think hurts. Um, I I it's not that I didn't like Andrew Burnett. Um, I just he wasn't able to get the power play with the amount of talent that we had. He wasn't able to get the power play where it needed to be. One of the things I think that lends itself to the devil's favor with the power play going into this year is Timo Meyer signed to a long-term deal and Jesper Bratter signed to long-term deals. So Huge. we don't have to worry about those guys getting upset because they're not being used on a first power play or even a second power play. I mean, obviously I think both of them are going to be used between power play one and two. But a lot of guys, when they're going into a contract year, they want to make sure, if they're, especially if they're a star, that they're playing on the power play because a lot of star players get their points on the power play and it adds value to their contract. So now that we got those out of the way, I think it lends itself to the Devils to really be able to maybe take a step back. You don't have to put all your best players on the ice at the same time if it's not working and the chemistry is not there. And putting together a power play that maybe makes a little more sense and get some more open shots. I mean, for the most part, the power play was literally, it was Dougie and Jack the entire time. That that was Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So having to Foley that and his release, to has a, a, a nasty release, which I think we're going to really enjoy watching this year. Um, and he does a lot of, he does a lot of dirty work and he can go to the front of the net. This guy plays the game the right way. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think to is going to make a big difference. Um, for the power play. Yeah, I would agree with you. Now, one of the guys that I have is Jonas Siegenthaler. And he's a guy who, you know, two years ago, Siegenthaler was one of the best defensive defensemen in the league. And going into last year, he was on that top, he, you know, he plays alongside Hamilton on that top pairing. And he kind of, I would say, plateaued or even took a step back last year. He did not look like the defender that he was the year prior. Um, and he he dealt with some stuff. He dealt with a facial injury. He obviously, he wore that thing over his face for the first, you know, felt like half right. of the year. Yeah. And it got to the point last year where he was even being, he got it. He was healthy scratched at one point. And, um, and you were wondering like what was going on with him. I mean, I still really believe in Siegenthaler. I think he's a really good defender. I love his game. The guy can skate. I think he makes smart plays he's physical he has all he has every all the attributes um but one of the things that i i think about is um
1: is he you okay dude yeah i'm fighting with the dog he's biting me he wants to play sorry
0: um <laughs> So w- one of the things uh, you know that is w- we're really going to rely on him to have a bounce back year and be really good if, the, if they are going to um, if they're going to play all these kids on the back end. Do you want to turn your camera off? Sure. All right. Am I distracting you?:
1: Yeah, a little bit. Okay, Not a problem. Um does that make sense? It does. It does. I'm uh, you know, I feel the same way you do. I believe in uh I think that uh you know Siegenthaler, I think he's solid. I like his I like his game all around. When he was getting scratched last year, you know, really didn't see it. I really you know, he couple couple times he gets beat, all defensemen get beat, but I didn't see I didn't see a huge drop-off in his play. Well, you know, I felt I, I it, wasn't a, it
0: wasn't a huge drop-off, but I, I didn't think
1: he had the season that he had the year before. He didn't. He didn't, but I don't think he had a bad – I don't think his season was bad. All right, who else do you got? Who else do I got? I think, uh, you know, big player going to be Akira Schmied. I think that he's going to wind up winning starting, starting job in net, just watching him play through the playoffs and watching him play, you know, through, through the end of last year. Um, I just love his game. I mean, it's, he, you know, he plays goalie the way I think, you know, all great goalies should play just cool, calm, rolling off him, very, you know, limited movements, just being in the right place, letting the puck hit you, yeah, and not giving up big rebounds.
0: Yeah, I mean that's interesting because and I and I agree with everything that you're saying. Um but you know Frank Saravelli and and some other people have reported that they expect um the Devils to try to move Schmid to get another full year at Utica underneath him. Um I've been reading the same thing. Yeah, so I mean We'll see what happens. Uh, We'll see what happens with that. But obviously, if the Devils go into next season with the same um, goaltending tandem, then obviously Schmidt is going to be incredibly important, especially because the Devils um, lead the league in the most back to back games played at 16. So, um, uh, one of the guys I have is Kevin Ball. So, again, I think. To me when i look at our roster i look at the back end and i have a lot of question marks you know you had the departure of severson and graves and ball is still a kid and he's still he i think he took tremendous strides last year he looked like he played a little more physical but he did have some rough games towards um the end of the season or into the playoffs is he a guy that's going to continue to take those next steps or is he going to be, you know, what we saw last year? And then is that enough um, to really protect our, our goaltending? And is he is he good enough to be a everyday defenseman on the back end of a team who's trying to win a Stanley Cup?
1: I, I think he is good enough. I really do think he's good enough. Um, I think that you saw – just like we were saying before about, uh, you know, Luke Hughes and Simone Nemitz, I think his confidence, you could see that you could just see him growing confidence and jumping up into the play playing, you know, in the offensive zone behind the net and then still being able to get back. You saw him throw his body around more. I mean, the guy's 230 pounds. It's like he could, he could bruise you up. Um, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play this year. I think he's going to be, you know, I think he's going to be in that third pair. Um, But he's, I think he's going to be a big contributor uh, on defense. I think he's going to be solid, solid defense like Marino and Siegenthal. That's, That's my story and that's where I'm sticking to. Okay. Who else you got? Who else do I got? I think that, you know, Obviously, Luke Hughes. I think Luke Hughes is going to, you know, I see Luke Hughes throwing up throwing up 75 points this year. I really do. I think that that's, you know, that that could move into one of the bold predictions, but I think that he's going to, he's another guy. You know, he's another guy. He's short memory, which, which is good. Um, you know, I just watched that. I just watched the Washington game the, the last game of the season, they had it on uh devil greats and watching him, he got, you know, he, he got fried a couple times and he comes back and he gets the overtime winner. I mean, he's a hockey player. The kids just are really, really good. He's his, you know, he's his brother on steroids. Um, I think he's going to be. I think he's going to be a fantastic defenseman. Person.
0: You you think he's going to have more points than Dougie Hamilton had this year?
1: I think that he's going to have one more point than Dougie had last year. I think Dougie had seventy four last year. He's going to have. He's going to be a seventy five pointer. That is, that's, yeah, that is. That's that's bold. You're asking. You're asking me for. You know, and that's that. Like I said, that could fall into the bold predictions. I mean, I have. I have, uh maybe I'm wearing rose, rose colored glasses for the kid, but I see him, you know, I just see him just, you know, just taking over next year. I really do. All right. Um, one of the guys that I'm
0: going to be paying attention to, uh, especially in camp is going to be Alex Holt. And, uh, it is this is it this is a make or break for Alex Holt it's either he yeah, makes the team this it. year and he does it or um i i don't think he's going back to Utica i think he is on next train out of New Jersey yeah. so it's he's a guy who um you know he has all the weapons and everything i i think that the devils management is not super uh, not a huge fan of his whether it's just Lindy Ruff or or what but this is it for him. He has an opportunity with this, the depth of our top nine. I mean, it lends itself to this kid pretty, Absolutely. pretty damn good. It's like if he can't figure out where to play or he can't put it together playing alongside any of these guys, um, the devils have to make a move because it's it's not going to work. He's also a guy that you can put on your power play and you could let him fire away in your power play. But it's... Um, this is it. It's shut up or, or get out kind right. of thing right. for Alex Holtz. And I'd really like to see the kid figure it out because he has a lot of guys that can make plays. They're going to be around him, And, um, and he's got that shot and we can, right. you can never, you can never have enough guys with shots like that. So.
1: But yeah. You hit the nail right on the head though. It's not like the top six anymore. And we, last year, we kept on going on that, you know, he's got to play with, with Hughes or he's got to play with Nico or something like that. Our top nine, I mean, you could put him on the third line with Halla and Palat, And I mean, you're playing with two really good hockey players that could really showcase your skills. Um, I think it was more of a rough thing than the, the management thing. I think he was I think he was a little upset with him because he didn't get faster in the offseason. And that's been his his you know, that's. I think that that's been his thing that that's held him back. So, so like,
0: I, I when I watch him, I, I don't think he's that much slower. Like, I don't like what I think. To me, is I think it's between the ears more than it is his foot speed. To be honest with you, I think. They they had him playing on the third line last year, and let's be real, our third line this year and our third line last year were much much different. So I mean, playing with Sharon Govich and Boquist is a lot different than playing with Halla and Andre Pallott. I mean, that's that's a huge difference. So, and oranges. So yeah. it's like, um, I, I I don't believe that he was in a in a position to really succeed last year playing on the third line. So, but I, I think. The problem with him is he gets a little lost in space, especially when it comes to his, the defensive zone. So, I mean, we were at the game at the Garden last year, and you said I'm done with Holtz. You're you were over it. You didn't want anything right, to do with him. Right. They, and they benched him for the rest of the game, but he was caught in no man's land a couple times, just like not knowing where to be on the ice. And I think that's Constantly more frustrating.
1: Chasing the puck.
0: That's more frustrating to a coach than than a guy's foot speed, because to be honest with you, Hall and Pilat are not the fastest guys in the world either. So, you know, whether that lends itself to Holtz's game and that's the pace of play that he's going to play at and that's going to work for them, that's one thing. But not knowing where to be defensively and like missing your assignments, I think, is, is more frustrating to, to a coach than, than your foot speed. So, and obviously if you're smart enough and you could see things and you're able and you know the game, You could put yourself in a position where you're not caught out of where you're not caught out of position you know what i mean so absolutely um so i'm curious to see what happens what happens with holtz who
1: else you got i think colin miller is going to be a big is going to be a big help to us too on that third pairing i think he's a he's a real defensive defenseman i think that i see him i see him helping us this year He's a guy that, you know, we got on the cheap. We're not paying a lot of money for him, but he's, he's a good defenseman. He's got a good reputation.
0: Yeah. I think Colin Miller is a very important piece. I would agree with you. Um, it's, uh, w- you know, what the, uh, what I've noticed is the devils have added a lot of good depth pieces this past couple of weeks. Um, and Colin Miller is a guy that you're not going to have to worry about. He's not going to light the world up, you're not, but you're not going to have to worry about him back there. And um, he's definitely a sixth or seventh defenseman. And uh, you're going to need those guys, especially down the stretch and going into the playoffs. So um, it's nice to have a little competition to get into the lineup for those last couple spots. Absolutely. One of the guys I have is, is Mike McLeod. And obviously a lot of this has to do with off ice and that we'll wait to see what happens with that. But, um, if Mike McLeod is, is, you know, not able to play and is suspended, I mean, I think that really throws a little bit of a wrench into our, th- into our fourth line and obviously into, um, our, our success in the face off circle. But, not only would it be not only would it be devastating to the to the devils not devastating but not only would it hurt the devils organization and the team but it would be really disappointing you know what i mean like that would be i think it would to say the least it would it it would be it would be a real bummer to the team and it would be i don't know it would be shitty and like the devils have been had a lot of good vibes and good mojo going around the team now for the past year and you know a little over a year now and it's like that would be you know that would be just really shitty so i'm hoping you're a
1: nightmare yeah not even that just the whole thing it's, it's just like you're whole, just yeah well like it this no that that, fucking that was asshole. your guy he, like, was, he yeah. was in your locker room that's yeah. you know Nobody, nobody had a clue about this. I'm praying that it's not true. Me too. Me too. It's probably the, it's, it's, it, I mean. There, it looks like they're preparing for him to be suspended. Right. And then them picking up Thomas Nosek, uh you know, he won 59% of his face offs and he's kind of, Great you know, pickup. Great pickup. Yeah, I know. Um, McLeod didn't score many goals during the regular season. He looked really, really good in the playoffs. Um. You know, as opposed to we did it the way he looked in the regular season, but this guy's game's kind of the same. He's not, you know, he's not going to light it up. But this guy's a the, a really, really good defensive. Yeah, no, he, he's he's legit. I mean, yeah. I, to say I think he to McLeod
0: to say McLeod didn't have a lot of goals last year is
1: an understatement. Anymore. Yeah, well, that was that it phone? was disappointing, but it was really good to see what he wound up doing in the. Um, you know, is that your phone came. I don't know what the hell. Yeah, that I think is. you guys should move your phone away. Okay. Um. Um. I don't. Um. To see what he did in the playoffs it was like that was very impressive. It was like, wow, this kid stepped his game up. He's, you know, we knew he could be physical, and it kind of it was a disappointing uh, thing about him during the the season. During the season, here's a guy that's played physical, you know, forever. He's not been afraid to drop the gloves. He's, you know, he's one of those guys that's... Sorry. He's one of those guys that, um, you know, that, that you need for the playoffs, that that you need, you know, and he wasn't doing that. And then all of a sudden the playoffs rolled around and he turned into that big physical player that... um,
0: Well, that's because the know. playoff kind of lends itself to his game too. It gets a little more simpler, you know what I mean? Like he's more of a simple player, like... Um,
1: Well, that's uh, that's then he's a guy that I'm I'm praying that this thing goes by and they find they don't find any bad things to say about him in this or whatever the investigation and, you know, shows up that he's not involved. Yeah, I would agree. All right. You got you got one more. Do I have one more? Um, No, you kind of grabbed mine. Um, I got I got two that I'm going to I'm going to tap on real quick one
0: of them is andre Pilat. And rebound i think andre Pilat, you know he had serious groin surgery and that's not something that people come back from very easily so i think that was um kind of hampered him i'm sure that he wanted to get off to a hot start on the team and we've seen this happen before we saw it happen with Halla. we saw it happen with tatar it's like yep. these guys they come in they're veterans they've you know they've played well pretty much everywhere else they've ever gone and they got off to a slow start, and it's a little disappointing. And I think that kind of happened with Palat. It was basically based off of his groin. But you saw when he took that stick to the face and it rearranged his face and he came back out and scored that goal in that in that one game. I mean, Palat is just uh, meat and potatoes, and he's so clutch. I thought he played great in the playoffs. Despite having a couple turnovers, I still think he played really good in the playoffs. I mean, that one goal that he had versus um, – first the Rangers where he just outworks um, everyone, everybody on the ice (laughs) takes the puck and then just drives it to the net and it leads to a goal. That was just, that was awesome. But I'm excited to see Palat and then one other guy. And obviously this goes without saying that he's, we, it's not, you know, that he's one of the guys that you're looking at for the devils to be successful and it's Jack Hughes, but it's not because I'm, I'm hoping that Jack Hughes scores a lot of points and stuff. What what I'm looking for in Hughes this year is I'm looking for him to find a winger that can play with him. Like it's gotten kind of strange to me that Jack Hughes is such a good player, but he does have a little chemistry problem when it comes to finding line mates that that gel with him. Um, and you have Jesper Bratt, and you have Timo Meyer, and you have a whole lineup of players, and they've never really we've we've yet to see him and and a winger really connect and be able and know where they're going to be on the ice at all the time to be honest I think that Jack Hughes relies on his speed to really make up for a lot of there's some mental deficiency in my honest opinion I think a lot of it is he's just winging it you know what I mean which is fine I mean that's what good players do is they create right he, he, he's a right. creator like that's what he's doing and that's fine, but I think it makes it hard for him to play with sometimes. So, I would like to see you know maybe a full year or a full you know camp of Timo playing with the team lends itself to maybe him finding some chemistry with Hughes or whether it's Brat or, or or To Foley or whoever. So, I'd like to see I'd like to see a little bit of chemistry with Hughes and someone. Pretty much anybody. And I we actually did see a little. That's not true. We actually did see some chemistry between Hughes and Halla. And which, Holla, right. Which made it a – which is like – it's like the worst-case scenario because we know that Holla is exactly. a third-line player. So we exactly. like if we know he's a third-line player, like we're not going to make – we're not going to play him on the second line. Like we need you to play with somebody that's even more talented. So there, there right. sh- you should be able to figure this out. So that's what I'm hoping for. And that's who I'm going to be uh, keeping my eye on going into the the, going into training camp and going into next season. And that goes without saying that obviously I'm going to be paying a lot of attention to Nemitz in, in camp as well. But, um, all right, let's get into what we think our roster, this is way too early roster prediction, but let's look at what we think our roster options are for opening night. And I think, you know, you get into like the back end and like, To me, Nemitz, if it was any other situation, and if Hughes wasn't on the team, Luke Hughes, Right. Absolutely. He'd be playing. And, like, I think everybody would agree with that. But having Ball and having Luke Hughes and then to put Nemitz out there, I think it's just too much. We don't
1: have to. Yeah, and we don't have to. It's like you talk about developing players and stuff. He, you know, he had a great year last year in the AHL, but it's like... it doesn't hurt him to play one more year in Utica.
0: No. And I mean, obviously I think he's going to come, he's going to come up and and play at some point back
1: and forth. Yeah.
0: But um, you know, it's like having that shiny new toy that you want to play with. And obviously everyone's thinking the same thing about Luke Hughes. Everyone's going to be excited to see him. And I mean, I think on paper you like to write down, you put Nemitz in there, but realistically, I mean, this is a team that is trying to win the Stanley Cup right now and to have such inexperience on defense, uh I just don't think it's realistic. So, no. so we'll see what happens. So, let's get into what I did as I wrote down a couple different line combinations to start the season. Who do you have us playing? We're going to call the first line the Nico line. So, who do you have okay. playing on the
1: first line? I hope it stays this way and I, I hope they come out with it this way, but I would love to see Nico play with, uh, Brat and Timo Meyer. That's what I would love. I would love to see that line put together. I think that you have a playmaker and brat. I think you have, you know, two guys that could just, you know, that work, work so good down low. Um, you know, Nico is just, just the the ultimate center um and you got Timo that's got that's got a fantastic shot. I would love to see that that line put together.
0: Okay, and then what about your second line?
1: My second line's definitely Jack Mercer and Tafoli and I you know and when you were saying about having somebody you know really gel a winger really gel with Jack and I think I think this could be Mercer's breakout year. He had a great year last year, 27 goals, you know, he put up a lot of points, but I think this is going to be, you know, it's going to be his third year played every single game, his first two years. I think this is going to be him taking the next step year. And you just added such skill to his line with Toffoli and experience that that's, that's a good line. That's a really good line. It's a hard line to play against.
0: See, I don't I'm not trying to poke holes in your thing. I'm just That's okay. Be aware. So like Timo Meyer and Jesper Brett both play left wing and Mercer and Tafoli both play right wing.
1: Well that would poke a hole in it, but you know I've what I mean. The balls play both sides, yeah.
0: So so that it, you would have literally you would have tw- you'd have two people playing on the on the wrong side now. You know what I mean? That's I'm not saying that the lines wouldn't work. I'm just saying that's right. like something that you might they they're both playing
1: on the off wings now. They would have off yeah they would off wings. So you'd have to you'd have to you know if you were going to to switch you'd probably wind up switching Timo and Mercer. Uh, no, more so w- you, well, you want to put Toffoli up there? Wait wait, wait 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 no no no
0: wait. So you're uh you would play Timo with.
1: Oh you're saying you'd. Right, you'd, you'd move team. Uh, you'd move Timo to Jack's line, and Mercer up to Nico's. Okay, this is a great problem to have. Yeah, it's sick. Top nine. I mean nine. okay about here. So here, team. let's go. So what's what's your third line? My third line is definitely the line that should be put together and hopefully stays together is hollow plot and holtz i'm hoping that holtz could freaking hold his own so he could play with two experienced nhl guys and he could actually he's too good for the ahl you know those guys could actually bring him along okay i would i would love to see that happen i'm not saying it's gonna happen but i would love to see that happen
0: okay and then what,
1: then, what do you have for your fourth line My fourth line, hopefully, you know, hopefully McLeod is around. Right. Let's Um, say McLeod is here. So if he is here, then it's Mikey, um, you know, you, it's hard to say bastion and, and, and foot is, you know, hopefully foot passes out Lazar, you know, outplays Lazar. Um, I, I would love to see that. Right.
0: Yeah, so I mean, so I I put down a couple line combinations and I'll, I'll go over them and like think about these and and let's see what we we have. So I I, I like my first line combination would probably be Brat Nico Mercer. So basically Brat is going to play where Thomas Tatar played right. last year. Right. And then I would want to try to get Timo Jack and Teffoli. And if you can get Timo and because I think Teffoli is going to be very similar but more skilled player than Hala. So I think if you can get Timo and Jack playing together well, that'd be good. I had the same third line and I had the same fourth line. But here's where we would you could switch things up. You can put Jesper Bratt, Nico. And Alex Holt. And you would have Jesper Bratt moves the puck, Nico controls the middle of the ice and plays good defensively, and all all Holtz has to do is shoot. And then you would put. Pl- and then it would lend itself to this. And you're like, well, I mean, that doesn't sound as good as Mercer playing on the first line. No, it doesn't, but listen to the rest of the lineup. So then you would have Timo, Jack, to Foley, and then you would have palat holla and mercer and who the hell would want to play versus Palat, with against palat hollow and mercer that is such a mismatch
1: yeah that's 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 a crazy third line that's a, that's a crazy
0: third a, line that would be very very hard to play against and I'm, and Timo jack and Tofoli would be hard to play against and we know what jesper bratt and nico he could do if holtz could just hold his own and just shoot and find open ice it could be
1: pretty sweet he's gonna to have to take a pretty big step for that to happen why he's gonna have to take he's gonna have to take a really big step because i mean they they wouldn't let him on the ice to to say well okay, he started he the, started last the, season
0: on on jack's line and he scored he did he did so he did. it's like you know you might actually be protecting him by playing him on the first line you know what i mean like you might actually be so basically, wherever he plays in the lineup, if he can't play any everybody that's ever played with Nico has played well. So if he can't play with Nico, he probably can't play with Hollow. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. That makes so, sense. All right. So, that makes sense. so if he can't
0: play with Nico, then he's definitely not going to be successful playing with Hollow. And then at least you know what the hell you have out of the guy. And you're like, all right, this is never going to work. Right, and we have to right. get him out of here. All right, here. Think about this. What if you played Timo, Nico and Mercer together and then you played Brat,
1: Jack to Foley to the top 6. That's that's fantastic.
0: And then the last one would be if you played uh Brat, Nico and Mercer and then Meyer Jack, and Holtz, and it's like Timo Meyer does a lot of dirty work and and Jack Hughes I mean they would literally be chasing Meyer and Hughes around the ice the entire time, and all you'd have to do is just let Holtz get open, and that I think that that's actually doable I think like he could get open
1: if he's playing on a line with Meyer and he, he Hughes? should he- yeah, he definitely should. And then, then we roll back into that question. Does so, he have the hockey so IQ?
0: It's like, Can he be in the right spot? So, like, that would be – it would be so hard to play against Brat, Nico, and Mercer. And then if you had – I think Meyer and Hughes, if they could click together, regardless of who you play on that right wing, they're going to be very hard to play against. So, if you could get some production out of Holtz, he would probably score 15, 20 goals if he was – Good enough to play on that line. He'll score 15 or 20 goals based just on the open ice that he's going to have. And then think about how hard it would be to play against a palat hala Foley
1: line. Yeah, that would, that would be... This, These are all great problems to have, you know?
0: One of the things is if Foot doesn't make it, he's not waiver-exempt. So he he could get picked he has to go through waivers right
1: um so you wonder about him like they've been saying a lot of good things about him they have. they've been they've saying been, that they've been gassing him that up he's, yeah they have been and maybe they're gassing him up for you know for a big trade which could be you know the big surprise coming you know Holtz and foot being packaged with uh you know one of our goalies or something like that with v and and like trying to trying to go get our our big goalie right now right um you know you you don't know but but you know them talking about how he's developed this is the way you know Fitzie said this is the way you develop players this is look at foot look at foot look at the way he's he's come along and stuff and he's and he is. And he's he's a prototypical, you know, big, heavy freaking winger that could that could play all over the ice. Well, that could shoot. His thing is he his shot. Sh- well well he does. He's got a great shot, but he's also physical. He plays great against the boards and he's you know, he's quick. He you know i I don't know
0: lightning i don't know if he's great you know what i mean like i don't know if he's great along the boards he played it so he played in six games last year and he definitely looked better than he did the prior year and he looked better than miles wood which i think had all of us foaming at the mouth because we were we were so tired of watching miles wood but you know to say that he's looked he's great along the boards or he's great
1: here or great there like i'd I don't know that yet. It's what we hope. I'm not saying that he's great along the boards. I said he was good along the boards. And if you look at his AHL play time, I mean, he he was, you know, he he can control the boards. So, I mean, my my point is I
0: think, like, if you can get him to play strong and earn a fourth-line spot and he has um, any form of – is able to succeed on the fourth line, you have a guy that you could potentially try to work into a – to be a good third line player down the road. You know what I mean? Like, so I think that is something that the devils, you know, that's something that Fitzgerald and the coaching staff might be like looking at ahead and saying, shit, like this kid can keep developing. He has enough skills to not just be a fourth line player and not just be a checking line kind of guy or something like that. We might be able to use him to, we could use him for a shot and he could be a guy that maybe like drives to the net or something like that. So, um, you know, you have there's there's a there's a couple options that are going to be that fourth line. People are going to be fighting for the fourth line for that absolutely for, for that le- absolutely. for the left wing spot. All
1: right, let's get into our defensive pairing real quick. What do you have on defense? Very simple, very simple. Uh, it's going to be Dougie and Siegenthal, obviously our first pair. Thaller. Uh, Siegenthaler. Yes. Um, it's going to be uh, Marino and Luke. And I think it's going to be Colin Miller and ball. See, now you said it's very simple. I, I would agree with you. I think that that
0: is the first thing that comes to mind, but let's remember the way that they ended last year. I think there's
1: an opportunity for ball to play with Dougie. There is he's, a, he's, but I, you know, how do you take, how do you take Siegenthal or uh, how do you take him off that, the that top pairing? I mean, I mean, they did it last year they did they did for a little while yeah um i would like to see i would like to see a little a couple more games for ball before i give him that playing against top line every game but what it might do is it might like lessen the burden of your
0: your third pairing to where like let's say you think Siegenthaler is a little bit better than ball at this point in their career would you agree I think he's definitely better than. Sure. Him. I don't think a little better. Yeah, okay. Than sure. Him. I think he's a lot better. Sure. So I'm saying you might like that third pairing. You know, if obviously Miller would be our weakest defenseman, you might be like solidifying that and kind of holding that third pairing up. Being that when Dougie's on the ice, he's driving play majority of the time. Right. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Obviously. Nemitz is going to have to do something spectacular. Spectacular. Absolutely. Like, he's going to have to be so good that they can't not play him. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I think the chances of that happening are just not good. Very slim. Yeah. Yeah,
1: they're very slim. Um, But it'll be fun to watch him in camp. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. All right.
0: You want to get into a couple of predictions that you have. You already have the 75 point Luke Hughes rookie season.
1: So, that's it. He's After. rookie of the year. He he's winning the 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 Calder. I mean, he's If he had 50 points a, that would be impressive. He's going he's going to light it up. He's going to light it up. I think he's going to you know, I think oh, he's oh going to be great. On our, <laughs> I'm the only I I think he's good <laughs> I think he's going to be great on our power play, our second power play. Um, You know, he's the real deal. He really is. He's the real deal. And he's going to, you know, he's going to blow everybody's mind this year. Okay. So that's, that's one. All right, can, that's
0: that's that's my my huge bold prediction. Okay, that's fair. I mean, that's that's the point you know, of it is to make a really bold prediction and that and that well, is it. that and is one
1: and he's going to be it, and he's going to be it and I think we're going to we're going to see Nemitz he's going to move up the, uh, next year. People are going to get hurt. He's going to – you know you could only put you know you know we have who do we have who's our fifth uh, defenseman? Smith. I think Nemitz is going to wind up our seventh defenseman is Smith. You're going to have Nemitz moving moving up, playing a lot of games uh, this year. My second super Bowl prediction is that in the playoffs, Seamus Casey comes in like Luke did last year. Where? Does that blow your mind?
0: That doesn't make any sense. Where would he play?
1: He's going to step up and play center. Like if everybody forward? is, if everybody, if everybody, if everybody is healthy, it'll never, never happen. If they can't fit, if they can if they can't fit Nemitz in, how are they going to fit
0: Seamus Casey in?
1: Well, I think, Nemitz, I think Nemitz could wind up. I think he's going to be up and down this year, and I think he may be fighting for a spot with Miller.
0: That's crazier than the Luke Hughes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: You want bold? You want bold or you want, okay, well, Nico, Nico wins uh, the Norris. I mean, you could say stuff like that, but I'm giving you, I'm giving you bold. You want bold? Nico wins the Selkie, which
0: last year, that was one of my predictions, was Nico is nominated for the Selkie and has over 30 goals, and he had never had over 20 goals at the time, so that was one of them. You know, it was actually pretty good, like not to pat myself on the back, but I went through the – I did the last episode. I did the, the schedule and I went game by game, and I went through, I was literally one game off of what Vegas had. Really? Yeah.
1: It's pretty good. Well, look at the big brain on Billy. Jeez. (laughs) That's pretty good. That is pretty good, right? I was like, holy shit. I'm like, looking at it. It's definitely good. Yeah. It's definitely good. Today, woo, I've got to stop and profile like never before. Ha <laughs> Oh, man. I can't wait for this season. I can't wait for this season. You know, everything that we're saying now, we kind of did this. We didn't do it. We didn't do it at this point last I year. But I mean, well, we did make a lot of predictions last year, and it, a lot of them, you know... I, we weren't giving him enough credit i mean we had him finishing uh finishing third in the uh the metro and you know wound up finishing third in the league i mean just craziness i mean i think we're only getting better i think it's gonna hurt us getting uh it's gonna hurt us losing uh obviously losing miles wood to that big long contract in
0: tell me Colorado. yeah like
1: what are they thinking what, like what do you think
0: now that's a bold are prediction. you not watching yeah like what would make you think that, that you had to sell that you had to sign him for six years it's it's like stupid is is <laughs> stupid does they have a good I mean, they the have a good team play,
1: they, they like do, how, do, how do you
0: how do you come how, how do you like put together such a good team And then then you feel, you feel like, you feel like if you don't sign him for six years, you're going to lose him. He's going to sign somewhere else.
1: Like I I just, geez, that's a serious (laughs) commitment. (laughs) Well, Colorado, it, well, isn't, uh, you know, is marijuana legal out there? (laughs) <laughs> How, what's wrong with you people? It's like what the what are you what are you thinking? I love I mean I like Miles Wood. He was he was a freaking you know he had the, the crypto the king the lion. crypto
0: king of New Jersey.
1: Yeah, I mean he just he I mean he freaking gave you everything he had. The problem was he didn't have a lot between the years. I mean it was just like you don't you say. know. You can't go out and take all those penalties. You're killing us. You know, you're killing us, Smalls. It's like, what are you doing? And, you know, when he played, he could put the puck in the net and stuff. But that just throw it and see if he could out 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 race the other guy to the puck it's like come on man. he um that's that's, that's not you me. know like I, th- I think we i brought this up before is like it's kind
0: of nice you kind of taking the keys at a at a rough's hand when it comes to miles wood when it comes to sharon Govich, and when it came to Mackenzie blackwood so like yeah at this point absolutely. like everybody that you put in i'm kind of okay with like it's like you want to play um you know Graham Clark for a game like go ahead go for it like I want to see Graham Clark or you want to play Nemitz or you want to play you know regardless of who you're putting in I kind of am okay with everybody on the roster for the first time like I I, for sure Wood was just driving me nuts you know what I mean Brendan Smith is still like very
1: questionable and I he loves he's yeah and he's he does love him He he does love him and it's like and he's another guy. He could lose a game for you. I mean, you know, the guy's got hard. He's supposed to be the best locker room guy we got and this and that and stuff. Keep him in the locker room. Make him our locker guy. Make him, make him our water boy. But, I mean, he just hurt us so many times. You know, you're in the first playoff game and you play him and he winds up getting burned on the first play of the game. It's like, come on. It's, you're not a goal scorer. You scored no goals at all last year. And you are in the offensive zone more times than than you really should be. It's like, <laughs> oh, that's awful. That's <laughs> awful. <laughs> really, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, sit back, we, play defense, I, play, I, beat I, up people. We know we we know.
0: we know we don't have the bash me. The season hasn't even started oh. yet.
1: <laughs> I'm still uh, I'm still pissed off about last. Go <laughs> on the bold
0: prediction. <laughs>
1: Seamus Casey will be playing over him. Don't worry about it. Go over the, go over your next bold prediction. My next bull <laughs> prediction is going to be, and I, I said it before, but uh, but Nico does win the Selkie. Yeah,
0: I would agree. I, I actually, that's one of mine too. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he's. This is you game. know, he's only just, because Bergeron's going to retire.
1: Exactly. Which, exactly. which I, which I, I he, heard
0: he's like working out. They, they, they said that Bergeron's working out, and he could. uh, he might want to come back. If not, man, Boston's in trouble. That means that yeah. you would have, you would literally have, Pavel Zaka as your first line center. That's how, that's how much right. that's how much of a deal
1: Bergeron makes to that team. Like, no, absolutely, absolutely. And you know they're counting on on Krejci too. Boquist, yeah. No, well Krejci Krejci could retire too okay no absolutely here give me one more do you have one more or no one more I'll give you one more ready Mm -hmm. Dawson Mercer 30 goals 50 assists okay he's I mean I could see that that could definitely he's gonna have he's gonna have some major talent to play with and you know here's a kid that just comes to work every day you know he's got his lunchbox and hasn't missed a game in two years and he's was able to put 27 in last year. Yep. I don't think it's a big, I don't think it's a big stretch at all for him to put in at least 30 goals, but to get 80 points in the season. I think that he's going to find his legs this year. Um Well, I mean, I, I don't think his legs are the problem, but y- yeah. No, I'm saying I, I think, think he's going to get gonna his contract this he, year
0: too. Like, I think he should get his contract. And I think, that I think, I think, think they should. should give him, you know, for some reason, I think he's going to get less than what he deserves, just because. Of, I do
1: too. I do
0: too.
1: I'm thinking five years, six million, or five years, five and a half million dollars. Yeah, I was thinking like five, five. I could see, I could see him going in between five and six. Yes.
0: Okay, I got a couple. Nothing crazy. Go ahead. One, the Devils. No, see no
1: Miss Casey. The,
0: <laughs> no, the, de- the Devils make a a goaltending move before the season starts. I I do. I think the devils are waiting this out. Um, I think Hellebuck wants out. Now here's the thing. You can't give up too much for this guy because they're not going to sign him after this year. So you're literally getting him for one year. So we've already traded away our first round pick. We didn't have a first round pick this year. We don't have a first round pick next year. You don't want to get into the habit of having no first round picks at all. You know what I mean? No. And there, <clears> I do, I, I think, I think they're going to, they're going to try to figure something out to get him and he's just going to be, it's going to be one year, you know what I mean? Um, yeah,
1: he's going to be a rental. But I kind of thought they were going to go after Gibson.
0: yeah. You know, I, I think I, I don't think Gibson is as bad as people are making him out to be. Um, just being honest, the guy was really good for a long time. I I don't think right. that he, I don't think that he's as bad as people make him out to be. The team in front of him was garbage. They were like the Ducks are worse than the Devils were. That's how bad they were. Like right. so, that's not really fair. You know what I mean? Um, the one guy that I am putting on the top of my list. So. So Hellebuck could be an option. And I think that they're waiting it out. Winnipeg knows that Hellebuck's not going to resign there. They need to get something for him. It's a waiting well, game. He's,
1: change, he's changing his tune now. He's saying that, no, I never said that. You know. Well, that was Gibson. Hellebuck, Hellebuck, right. Hellebuck is not resigning. So
0: they're just going to, you know, and there's no goalie market. So the Devils are in a really nice spot where they could just sit back and wait and just wait this out as long as they want, really. I don't think they're going to go into the season with Vanacek and Schmidt as number one and number two. Not that I would have a problem with it. I just think that they're trying to wait for something. So besides Hellebuck, to me, I think Linus Allmark is is an honest. There's a chance that they get him. And I think he would be somebody that you could you could run out there and whether they have to give Ven a checkup for him or not i don't know but right right but they can't i mean boston they can't sign both of them right so that's a guy that i think is definitely on the devil's radar right now and i think they're waiting it out they're just they're being patient which is good they're in they
1: have no reason to make a rush or to, exactly. to rush anything. It's- yeah, exactly. We just spent a ton of money. Don't have a ton of cap room and stuff. So somebody's somebody, you know, I think V would be the guy, even though I, I like V tech, but it's like, you know, just the, the playoffs, man, you got to be able to win in the playoffs. Yeah. Well, the same goes um, for Schmidt. I think, yeah, I don't know, man. I liked, I like Schmidt's play. He, i liked it in the playoffs he only played um, good in the ranger series he didn't play good in the carolina series well i'm going by save percentage and stuff um his save percentage was much better than vtex in the ranger series in the entire series he wasn't good in the carolina series i mean series it's too. save it's save it's save percentage it's like i don't go by goals against and that's why you know when you look at gibson um it's like his save percentage is and i get it you know high high danger scoring chances and but he it, he had a know. he had a 727 and an 840 save percentage in that series in the carolina series yeah he had okay. three, so three
0: goals on each shots and four goals on 21 shots Maybe I got the rose colored
1: glasses on. I just like,
0: I love Schmidt. I really do. I I think he is the goaltender of the future for the team. And I think he won us the Ranger series. There's no doubt about it. Uh, He did. So I'm not, I'm not shooting on Schmidt at all. I'm just saying he did not play good in the Carolina series. Like,
1: and, and do you notice, and do you notice how, how a lot of times teams will play great in front of one goalie and they won't play good. Like, I think that our team lost their confidence in Blackwood so bad that I don't think he was as bad as of a goalie as you know we talked him up to be. I think that our team just never was able to get behind that guy. No,
0: I, I agree. I would I I would love to see him come. The devils play the sharks at home. I, I hope he plays in that.
1: Oh my god, I would love to abuse. Him. That would be
0: fun. <laughs> <laughs> um okay. Let's go. What else do I have? Okay, I got Mike McLeod. If he plays in the past two years, take a guess how many goals Mike McLeod has. 12. 10 goals in two years. Ten goals! Wow, just fucking bad, man. That's
1: so bad. It's bad. So it's so bad.
0: You're blowing Mike McLeod over here because he had he played a good two weeks in in the playoffs or three weeks in the playoffs. It's like I get it. Like he did, he looked good. But let's not forget the last two years, and the no, and the potential I, I, rape on top of it. Like you know what I mean? If you.
1: Well, if you're yeah, Patrick Kane, if you're he's... Patrick
0: Kane, you could get away with with a potential rape case. <laughs> if you're Mike McLeod, not by me. If you're a four, not fourth me. line center and you have ten goals in two years, I don't know, right? So, here, if he is, if he is not a rapist and he is, um, wrongfully accused, which I hope he is,
1: for everyone's sake. I pray, I pray he is. But the fact that, the the fact that you know, either he's got a really good lawyer or he's guilty or whatever. It's like when they come out and say, I can't say anything, I can't say anything, I can't say Well, because everybody else or, said, well, I wasn't even there that night. Like, pretty, pretty. Right. Like, or they said, or they said, I'll cooperate 100%. No way. Right. It's like, you know, it, and then you get somebody who can't say anything. anything. Yeah. It's like, that's oh, not good. it just scares you. It's like. It's like you're high. So if, um, if
0: if Mike McLeod is, um, is an innocent guy and he's playing all the games for the Devils, my bold prediction is he has as many goals this year as he's had in the past two years combined. I would hope that to be true. Me too. I would really hope that to be true. All right. Bold prediction, number whatever. The Devils have a top five power
1: play in the league this year. Oh wow. <laughs> I think I got a better chance of seeing Seamus Casey.
0: <laughs> it's Seamus Casey. And no, you don't. Seamus.
1: No, you Isn't don't. Is Seamus? No, it's not Seamus. It's Seamus. It is. Okay. Yeah. You would think I would know that being Irish and all. It's like um for top five. Wow. I Tefoli's definitely going to make a big difference. There's no doubt about that. And Timo's going to be with us the whole year. And you know how scrappy he is in front of the net, you know, having, having miles Wood in front of the net, you know, being on our top penalty uh, power play, uh, a lot of games was like, Oh, you know, we have so much talent now and we have, we have grit. I think, I think our lineup shows, shows a lot more grit this year.
0: That's because we got rid of that we got rid of a couple real soft dudes in Sharon Govich and right. Boquist.
1: Sharon Govich, Sharon Govich and Boquist. They were I mean, so soft. I like, rolling off of trying to roll off of every single hit is just, is just terrible. When Jack, you know, grabs Aho and starts, well, you know, wailing at him, even though he's punching with a glove on and stuff, it just shows you something. It shows you heart. Um, And those two guys just didn't have it. I really liked, you know, you know, it's like, I like Sharon Govich. I thought that he could be only produced points and, you know, you could overlook. uh, Do you know what the worst part about him was
0: that because he's able to produce points, he wants to get paid like, another guy who scores 20 goals. So like right. watch, right. watch Hall play or watch to play or watch, you know, Mercer play. He wants to get paid the same kind of, you know, almost in the same kind of money as them. And you're like, dude, you, that's right. the only thing you could do. Like we could, hockey in general is filled with people who could put the puck in the net. It's about having all the
1: other intangibles. And it's like, he just didn't have it. And he just, and it's filled with fourth line players. I mean, and you know, he, Oh, well, he, he was able to produce on the fourth line. That's great. He's a fourth line player, but it's, he was never a fourth. Like to me, he, he, he's not a fourth line. He showed that he was able to score on the fourth line. And you know, I thought that that I I was not expecting I was not expecting him to to do that. He didn't play heavy like a fourth line player, but he was able to produce out of there when we we know, were just we, guys- we, we,
0: we were also comparing him to Miles Wood. And I think like anybody that played on the fourth line that wasn't when Miles Wood
1: wasn't playing, we were rooting for. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of rooting for the people on the other team. Like- the <laughs> it's like the amount of crazy shit the amount of crazy shit that i screamed
0: at the top of my young at the top of my lungs in front of (laughs) women and children in a public place (laughs) when miles wood would take a penalty in the playoffs it is so embarrassing to where if someone was to record this and put this on the internet people would think i was the biggest scumbag on the planet like he was driving me crazy (laughs) literally Uh, was it as bad as make me love you it was like (laughs) Oh, it was so much worse than that. Kill him with a knife. It, it nice. was so much worse. I was saying the craziest <laughs> shit, and it was just like offensive zone penalties,
1: one after another. I was like <laughs> full blown meltdown. I know. It's like it's, but how frustrating is it? How frustrating is it when you're sta- when, when you're watching a, a hockey game and you're standing up because you're that into it. And the guy's actually playing and he's not that into it. He's not smart enough to, to, you know, not take a dumb penalty. It's like. That's, and he's like, he should, he should be. He's up. like smiling. He's going we didn't the, wait for him. He's yeah, smiling, he's going to the we penalty box with the chipped tooth. He looks like freaking. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like Lloyd Christmas. with his hands
1: up, like what, what did I do? What did I do? It's like. Oh my Lord. He's like Lloyd Christmas. Yeah, he's like, he, we he, weren't waiting for him outside the locker room there and jumping him. <laughs> he,
0: he's like Lloyd Christmas going to the, going <laughs> yeah, to. The-
1: exactly. <laughs> wow. Very good. Very good. Yes. I would have to agree with that. He is a Lloyd. Yeah. yeah so, great. all right. Well, we got a lot to
0: look forward to. I mean, um, you know, we have about, they're, they're actually doing that uh, those like joint camps that they're doing with the Buffalo Sabres again. Yeah yeah, 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 I just can't wait to see I really can't wait to see Nemitz. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing um Clark as well. Clark, right?
1: Graham Clark. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing Clark and I'm looking forward to seeing Nemitz. And uh I'm looking for yeah, I want to see Nemitz. I, I wanna see Foot. I wanna see I would love to see uh you know Foot be able to beat out Lazar for a job. Um, because Lazar is, you know, he's, he's, you know, he's a veteran and stuff and there's going to be plenty of times where he's going to be inserted or, or green or no sick, you know, but I, I, I would love to see, I would love to see, you know, foot take the next step. Yeah, me too. No sick's going to play. Nosik is going to play. He's going to wind up. They're all going to wind up, which is nice because now you got you got a little. You have your depth as experience, so it's you're not throwing. You know, you're not throwing a. You know. A rookie from the AHL that has, you know, that hasn't had any NHL Yeah, time. no, you're harder to play against. And when somebody gets hurt, you got somebody that's played in the NHL and, and can handle If you're
0: going to be Jesper Boquist and you're not going to produce, the least you could do is be hard to play against.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's And that's, and, you know, Holt's big kid. We know he's got a ton of talent. I mean, I actually or, think Holt is better along the boards. I actually think he's okay along the boards. I really do. He is fucking big. He's a big dude. He is. He is big, but he's he was cha- he chased the play too much last year. Um, when I, you know, when we were getting frustrated with him, it, we were getting frustrated because he was chasing the play. It's like, like we were saying, uh, you know, our our pick this year, how they were saying he's not fast. He doesn't have this. He doesn't have that the guy's always in the right place you know he's scoring goals he's not he's not creating them but he's always in the right place he's you know he's got a good head on his shoulders you'd like to see you'd like to see him you know get a little quicker this year holtz and be that guy so cool well um yeah it's good to be talking hockey again
0: yeah, man. Uh, it was good having you on and talking hockey. Being that we haven't talked to one another in the past uh
1: months. <laughs> we are related, aren't we? <laughs> if we're not talking about hockey i got nothing <laughs> i got nothing to say to you. <laughs> all right go
0: back to planting your flowers um i hope everyone's having a good summer you've been listening to the trap podcast i am bill botch and that is the pickle we outie. Peace. Oh <laughs> boy,